What's going on, everyone? Mike Molino alongside Marvin is on. This is the Patriots postgame show powered by the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. Ugly game at Gillette sure Stadium. Was. Ugly game, but a win is a win. Patriots defeat the Los Angeles Chargers 21-13. to Marv, like I said, as ugly as it was, a win is a win. Yes, it is. And we are here at a different location. We're at the Eddie in East Boston. As you can see, we have the CLNS <laughs> fly gear on, you know, moving on up, Mike. But pa- like a team who also moved on up this week, the Patriots, 21-13, to as you said. Very uncomfortable game, as I, I would say, in this game. You know, you didn't really know which way this game was going. It was back and forth in the first quarter. There was a big run by Melvin Gordon, who rushed for, I believe, 132 yards. And he had that long one that went for 87 in the touchdown. But all in all, Mike, I think this Patriots defense played a very good game. 13 points only led up to the hot San Diego Chargers. You know, we can talk about the Melvin Gordon play, but that eight, after that 87 yards, he only ran for about 50 yards after that, you know, in 13 carries. So the Patriots really shut down the running game, which has been one of their Achilles heels going throughout this season. So all in all, I like this effort that this, you know, battled, injured defense played. I agree with you 100%. And then looking on the offensive side of the ball, it wasn't pretty. I mean, Brady did still have some solid numbers, 32 of 47 for 333 yards and a touchdown. But there seemed like a lot of times throughout the game that just things weren't clicking. I mean, sometimes Brady was feeling the pressure, got hit a couple times. Sometimes he was overthrowing players. Gronkowski missed a couple of balls that he should have caught. It just felt a couple of times throughout this game that the offense wasn't really clicking on all the cylinders of what we're used to seeing from them. But at the same time, they were able to do enough to hold on. But with that being said, it was somewhat close throughout the whole throughout the whole game. And another time, another situation, another game where the Patriots turn to a certain player that is hopefully going to help them, help their cause and help them, you know, stretch out the lead. Steven Guskowski, a guy who, in my opinion, you'll hear about Steven Guskowski from me later on the show. Trust and believe. Steven Guskowski, great game. Huh, great game? Four, he had, I'm looking here. Great he had game? four kicks. Four kicks. Four made kicks. Four made kicks. Four made kicks. Oh, some extra points. No, four made field goals. Four made field goals. You sure about that? Four made field goals. I'm not too sure about that. He had four made field goals, Mike. Out of how many? Six. Out of six. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that. Four out of six? I don't like that. Four out of six? This is a guy who is supposed to be so clutch for the Patriots. This is a guy who, when they call upon him, especially in a game like today, he's supposed to lock it up. Because of him, this game was a nail-biter all the way down to the fourth quarter. Last last drive right there. San, the Los Angeles Chargers shouldn't have even been in that position if Guskowski makes a, uh, two more field goals. Listen, you're right. Guskowski missed two field goals that were makeable field goals in this game, makeable. of course. But, Mike, I wouldn't put it all on Guskowski. I can't put it on Guskowski because this red zone offense, we've been saying it now for several weeks, has been struggling. They've struggled to get touchdowns. Only 21 points, but they only scored one touchdown in this game. Brady threw it to Gronk in early, early in this game. Other than that, every time they punched it into the red zone, it was either a field goal or, or a missed field goal, <laughs> per se. And 21 points, this should have been easily, like you 
could have been like a 35-13 blowout. By the fourth quarter, San Diego – San Diego, my goodness. Honestly, it doesn't even matter where they play. <laughs> L.A., San Diego, same old team. But the Los Angeles Chargers just couldn't – they're not a good enough team to capitalize against the New England Patriots. You do this against – Teams that we faced before, maybe Atlanta Falcons or the Panthers or teams who we're going to face, Oakland, Denver. You play like this, and when you can't score in the red zone, these field goals, you can't leave it up to Gaskowski. We know he's been struggling here and there sometimes. He looked pretty good so far this year. You can't stand him. But I think he's been all right. But you can't leave it to kickers. Any team, it doesn't matter who you play for, even if you're the New England high-powered offense, you can't leave a game up to a kicker. And when you do, things like this happen. Missed field goals happen in the NFL, and we've seen it here. Luckily, you know, Patriots defense was strong enough to end this game in the fourth quarter with the interception by Jones. Now, as great as you just talked about how the Patriots defense have, has been and has had been today in this game, in my opinion, Phillip Rivers is really a bum. I don't, um, I'm not Mike, a fan of Philip Rivers. I don't Mike, care how many Phillip years Rivers he's been in the league. I don't he's care how much time he's played in the league, Come how many you know franchise records he may hold. It don't matter to me. I think Philip Rivers is a bum. And again, another week where you want to sing the praises of the Patriots defense, but at the same time, this offense, Philip Rivers, not too good, Marv. Not there was a time I think coming out of halftime where they showed the the QB comparison. Brady had typical, you know, quarterback numbers. 190 to, yards. 191 yeah. yards. I think he was 19 of 26. Phillip Rivers was 4 of 6. So is that more Rivers or just 4 of 6? Rivers, the, the Patriots were controlled. But the Patriots were controlled. Give credit to the Patriots because oh, they were I'm controlling They were controlling that the ball for most of the first half. I think it was 40 to 8, compared to 40 to 8 plays. You know what I'm saying? So Patriots were with the run attack, which we need to get to as well, because the Patriots running running attack was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You saw, you know, all four headed monsters that we keep talking about, and that really controlled the clock. And it messed up the momentum that the Chargers had. They, it seemed like they didn't really have the ball at all in that first half, other than that Melvin Gordon run. You didn't see much of Phillip Rivers. True. I mean, I have to agree with you there, but at the same time, another area I'm going to look at. And this place is where I'll give the Patriots some credit. All right. Secondary. Finally. Secondary. Secondary. Who would you say was on Keenan Allen for the majority of the game? I think it's your boy that you talk about a lot. Bad and bougie? Bad and bougie. Bad and moozy. Oh, bad and moozy. <laughs> My guy, bad and bougie. Bad and moozy was on Keenan Allen. He was Allen on Keenan mo- Allen. And Keenan Allen is arguably the top receiver on that team yes. when fully healthy. Keenan Allen finishes the game four receptions, 61 yards on five targets. He's had big games throughout his career, throughout this season. This is subpar from him, and I'll give credit to the Patriots secondary and young Badamuzi for what he was able to do against Keenan Allen for sure. You definitely saw Phillip Rivers, especially in the second half, start to target Badamuzi a little more. You saw, you know, Badamuzi had um, a pass interference, I believe, in late in the third or in the middle of the fourth quarter. and He had an okay game. We saw in the past two weeks he's been playing very well, but this is a guy who's never been in this type of position. He's True. not a starter. This is a special teams guy who's been placed in there because you have the injuries of Rowe. You have the injuries of Gilmore. So, Badamuz is going to make plays out there. We're getting the best out of him. But Phillip Rivers was targeting him, and it was 50-50. It was 50-50. Badamuz made some plays, and then he, he got beaten some plays as well. 
but you got to give him credit for definitely stepping up in this situation. But one thing that we talked about on the on the pregame show that me and you had a chance to to be a guest on, yeah. the fact that you know there's no Gilmore, there's no Rowe, a game where you're missing these guys going up against pretty solid receivers that the the Chargers have. Doesn't seem to me too much that the Patriots are really missing those guys in the secondary. Obviously, we saw how today's game went, and obviously, you get Gilmore back and roll back. It's going to be great additions to have some depth with the secondary. But this is going. This is three weeks now where it doesn't seem to make a huge difference. Well, maybe it does because when Gilmore <laughs> was playing, three hundred plus yards was being given up week after week to different quarterbacks, and then you have these last three weeks or last two weeks, whatever the case may be, where the secondary, you know, the defense in general just held opposing teams, opposing quarterbacks in check without this guy that the Patriots spent millions and millions and millions of dollars for. I think early in the season when you had Gilmore and Rowe in there, the big problem was the miscommunications in the defense. It was blown. There was a lot of blown coverages. This Patriots defense for the several years now, we've all we've all said it. Ben, don't break defense. And I don't think this year was going to be any different. You know, secondary. We came into this year thinking secondary was going to be this defense strong too, and and it wasn't. But the miscommunication was the reason why we saw so many big yards. We saw so many touchdowns. And the last game that Gilmore played, you know. Patricia kind of switched up the defense and made him play more man, and he was pretty successful playing man. So I think when you bring Gilmore back and row, it can only, the defense can only get better. I think a lot of people are down on Gilmore, especially after the Panthers game with you know the penalties and whatnot. But I think now that McCourty he, he has those guys ready, the miscommunications we haven't seen many of the we haven't seen many blown coverages. When Gilmore comes back, when Rowe comes back. You can you can be more versatile. You can have Butler play smaller smaller wide receivers because you don't have any size out there now. You know you have Butler playing big receivers. Rose a big cornerback. You already know Gilmore's a a big cornerback, and you need that. So when those guys come in, it can only be more successful more successful that secondary. Very very true indeed. I mean we're all looking forward to see how they're going to continue to progress and work together. But one area that you wanted to touch upon was the running back situation. Yes. Patriots, like I said last week, I'll say it, against this, I'll say it again this week, I feel like they have the most unique backfield in all of the NFL. <laughs> there, I don't think there's any other teams that are showcasing four guys who are able to, no. to perform at a high level and, and be on the field for so many big plays. Patriots have that. Today, you know, again on the pregame show, we, we talked about who – might step up and have a big performance. I think we both said Burkhead might be that guy. Burkhead did have a great game, but everybody else was also involved, which is, which, which is something that makes this Patriots offense so great. And it's so frustrating. It must be so frustrating <laughs> for defenses to know who to try to defend out there because James White can come in and kill you for three plays, and the next thing you know, Deion Lewis is in there. Or The only one, like I said last week, that has a real certified role on this team is Galissi. You know when Galissi's going to come in. It's either going to be early in the game for the first downs or short shortage, third and ones, fourth and ones when you need them. Other than that, you don't know who's going to be out there in the backfield, but you know one thing that they are going to produce. Deion Lewis, again, looked good running the ball. Burkhead is... 
been amazing since he's been back solid, with the, real with the solid. rib injury. I think he, he was up there in receiving yards. He had seven receptions for 68 yards out there. You had James White, once again, your boy, five receptions, 85 yards. These guys are coming in clutch. Brady trusts them. And the receivers weren't big in this game. You know, we – I. Coming into the pregame, we were talking about this was going to be a running back game, and it showed out. Hogan, Gronk, Cooks, they all had decent decent games. Brady was spreading out the ball. Hogan went for 60 yards, Gronk 57, and Cooks went for 26. All had five to six receptions throughout the game. So Brady was spreading the ball all over the place. As he will continue to do throughout the whole season. But with this win, ugly win, like I said in the beginning, the Patriots now are hitting the bye week. Bye week much, coming up. Much needed bye week. <laughs> I think every NFL team says that other than the Buccaneers who's bye week. <laughs> well, Sorry. Week one. But, I mean, much needed bye week, like Marv just said. You're looking to get guys healthy. You're looking for guys to who have maybe some nagging injuries to take the time off to recover and do what they have to do to get right before the second half of the season comes around. Is there anything that you are looking at from the Patriots in terms of what do you want to see from them coming out of the bye week? Anything that stands out to you? Yes, a couple of things. One, Chris Hogan's now injured. True. We see, we see, we suspected it could be a dislocated shoulder. So we don't know his status coming in these next couple of weeks. You have a couple of guys that are coming back. Shane McClellan, you know, is going to be coming back soon. And then maybe, maybe Mitchell, Mitchell comes back huge. with the, he's needed. Sure is. And I also want to see what type of move will the Patriots make any type of moves during this week? They have a little extra time to evaluate players, bring in some guys maybe. They've been signing some guys in the practice squad. What kind of roster moves? That's what I'm looking for this in this going to this bye week. What type of roster moves are the Patriots going to do to improve this team going on into the second half? What about you? I mean, I just want to continue to see this defense uh develop. I think we know what the offense is capable of doing. We know what Tom Brady is capable of doing. I don't care if Edelman was healthy, no Edelman, no Gronk. Like, you know Brady, for the most part, is going to produce and have a pretty successful season and success and good stats with whoever's on the field. But I think when it boils down to it, it's defensively what you, what you want to see from this team. The secondary was supposed to be top-notch, one of the best in the league, you know, the pass rush is, is going to be what the pass rush yep. has been for the Patriots over the last couple of seasons. Not really there, but at the same time, they shouldn't be allowing quarterbacks to just sit in the pocket and fry eggs and bacon and just do whatever they want. So hopefully, I'm looking forward to, you know, Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, taking the bye week as an opportunity to, you know, analyze and, and look over guys and players and situations, whatever they have to do to try to ensure that, what this team has started over the last couple of weeks, you know, they gave up only 13 points today against the Chargers. Last week, only seven points to Atlanta, who we thought, you know, the most high-powered team they were facing so far this season. So I'm just looking for more development from the defense for sure. This Patriots post-game show is sponsored by Harry's. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over 3 million guys have switched over to Harry's. I need to as well. The last razor I had gave me a couple bumps in my face, Mike. I don't and even I need a razor, man. I wasn't looking too good. So <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need some Harry's in my life. Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were fed up with buying overpriced razors, started Harry's to fix shaving. They brought their own German factory with over 100 years of blade-making experience 
experience to ensure the highest quality. All products are backed up by a 100% quality guarantee. Harry offers their blades at a half the price of the leading five-blade razor selling directly to you over the internet. Claim your free child trial offer from Harry's today. $13 value for free, Mike, free. I like that word. When you sign up, just cover shipping. Your free trial sets includes a weighted organic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades with lubricating strip and trimmer blades, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. To get your free trial, go to harrys.com slash patriots. Right now, that's harry.com slash patriots. Big question for you, Marv. Talk to me. Something that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. But it's clearly a storyline. I mean, obviously, the Patriots are going to have to make do with the situation. But I want to get your take. All right. The loss of Donta Hightower for this Patriots defense, the leader out there, the captain, one of the captains on the team. Yes. How is that loss going to affect the team and what this team is trying to do moving forward throughout the rest of the regular season? So, look, going into this game, you know, it didn't seem like Patriots missed Hightower in this game when you watch this game here. But – Losing Hightower is a enormous, enormous blow to the Patriots. That's your quarterback. That's the quarterback of the defense. That's the guy, you know, when he's in there, he's the one who gets everybody going, Mike. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was, you know, I love to watch the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl <laughs> game. It's always on NFL Network, and I always, you know, I always had to watch it. This makes me feel good. When you're having a bad day, just watch sure it. Does. Just watch it. But one thing that always stands out to me is Hightower. When he's talking to those guys, he he's the one who gets everyone together. Stop talking about it, be about it. You know, everyone's always like, okay, we're going to get back, we're going to get back. Hightower was that guy who say, stop, stop saying that. Go out there and do it. He was that guy who's really motivating those players. And when you look at this defense, this defense is kind of like, it's kind of melancholy. There's not really much flair to this defense. No real swagger to it. There's no swag to it like you used to see with this Patriots defense. And Dante Hightower, when he's in there, he brings that. He brings that flash. He brings that flair, like you were saying, the swagger. And you miss that. All those are key intangibles that are not going to be there no more. Now, was Hightower the greatest cover guy? No, he wasn't. He was a guy who could rush the passer when needed, and he'll make big plays when needed. He doesn't have the greatest numbers, but when you need that fourth down tackle, that strip sack, that that fumble recovery, that anything, those big key plays, it seemed like Hightower was always there, and now you lose that. I agree with you 100%. I mean, obviously, one thing you just said and spoke about was Hightower the, the most you know great athlete, maybe covering and doing different things. No, but I think an area where – they will definitely miss him. Like you just said, such a vocal leader, a vocal leader. Yes, you want a player who's going to lead by example, but him being out there and being vocal. A lot of these guys now on the Patriots, they're young guys. A lot of young guys, rookies, new faces, new acquisitions from other teams. So no one, Hightower's really the, a veteran of those guys up front, and missing out on not, and not having him is huge. Not having that vocal leader, that presence there in the locker room and on the field, it's going to be tough, obviously. It didn't seem like a big issue today because the Patriots had a pretty solid game against the Chargers team, in my opinion. They kind of they kind of suck, but <laughs> they're going to miss Hightower for sure. And, like, this is one of the first times when you lose a big guy like Hightower and there's no other guy next up. You're like, oh, he can take Hightower's place yeah. and really step in that role. You know, when you lose a Brewski, okay, Mayo's, Mayo's coming up. He's going to take that. When you lose Mayo, Hightower and Jamie Collins are there. Those are the guys that are going to take the ring. Now you lose Hightower. No one's really standing out uh, for you. You're not. 
I'm not looking at Lennon Roberts and like, okay, Lennon Roberts. It's even time though to shine. Yeah. I seen him out there. He was really he was calling the plays out there, but he's not a guy I'm saying, okay, Lennon Roberts gonna take over this defense or Van Noy. None of those guys give me that, you know, that oomph that I'm 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 excited for that they're gonna have the chance to step up. So Hightower, that's how big Hightower was to this defense. He was really that one glue in linebacker where you really couldn't afford to lose him for the season. And now that he's gone, you really got to, you know, it's a lot of plug plugins, a lot of robbers. You're going to see Van Noy. You got McClellan coming back as well. Who's going to be that guy in linebacker who's going to really step up? Man, a lot of plugging guys, like you said. I don't know. Me, personally, maybe Van Noy, maybe Roberts, McClellan, like – Names out there, young guys who you don't really know, you they don't give you that same feeling like years ago when if you lost a Brewski or something, you knew Mayo was coming there. Well, if you lost a Mayo, you knew it was Collins or or Hightower about to step up. There's nobody that really gives you that feeling of, okay, that's the young up-and-comer who's ready to take over this Patriots defense when his time comes. We don't know who that is yet. Maybe that will be, you know, that the eye, our eyes will open up to somebody as the season continues to go along. But as of right now, you're just hoping that these guys who are plugging in and stepping up in the place of Hightower will just hold down the fort as much as possible. It's the one thing that the Patriots really didn't go after in the offseason. You know what they did with the offense. You, you saw what they did with the secondary. You know, they drafted a lot of young guys for the pass rush. But linebacker was quite ignored. Mm. You know, the, you brought in a couple guys that were undrafted. You know, Langy's out now for the season. So, it was the question mark coming into the season. Now that you lose Hightower, it's it's really, it's a real huge blow. But another blow, like we mentioned earlier, is Chris Hogan. If, if Mitchell's not ready and Hogan is out for a couple weeks, what do the Patriots do now with their, their pass catchers? I think it's going to look like a game, like games very similar to what we saw today where, you know, two running backs for your leading receivers, uh, White and uh, Burkhead. So maybe it's going to be more of that. Obviously, you're going to hope that Amendola doesn't, you know, shatter like some fine china as soon as he gets hit and and uh, Gronkowski can, can continue to stay healthy. Uh, Dorsett is still sitting there. You know, Who? They, <laughs> they haven't used it much, but Dorsett is still an option there. I think I saw – Matt Slater on the field for a play. Slater, Slater was in two plays. I don't know if Slater's blocking. ever caught a ball in his life in a regular season game. <laughs> he, he's, out there, he's out there blocking, getting on teams' And nerves. don't forget your boy waiting in the wings, Who? Dwayne Allen. Who? He could always show up at some point in time. I do not want to see Dwayne Allen catching nothing, anything. Brady, don't even look his way. I'm done with Dwayne Allen. I saw Hollister out Hollister there. Hollister was out there. And Hollister caught a – every time Brady throws to him, something good happens, something positive is going on there. <laughs> So, Dwayne Allen, unless he's blocking, I don't want to see him out there. Man, oh, man. But, Marv, I'm looking at the time. Yes, sir. And with all that good stuff being said, when there is the good, mm -mm -mm -mm. there's, there's the, the bad. bad. And when you're bad on this show right here, we like to tell you, sorry. Let's start it off with the stars. I got one guy in mind. He had a big game last week. He's back again with another big game. As well, James White stepped up big time, stepped up big time for sure. You know, Brady was looking at him down the field. So a couple of times we thought Brady was just going to go down, didn't know what to do with the ball, but he was able to find James White. 
in a couple of key situations. Five receptions, 85 yards. Leading receiver on the team. James White is my star of this game. I think that's what, two weeks in a row you're giving this to White? He's stepping up when that's they your, need him. No, I'm going to be similar with you. I'm giving the stars of the week to all four running okay, backs. All okay. four running backs. They, they're the reasons why... You know, the Patriots were able to get as far as they were. They were moving the chains, clutch third downs that Brady needed. It went to the running backs like White, like Lewis, like Burkhead. And those those are the guys that kept it moving. Like you said, reception, White had five receptions. Burkhead had seven receptions. Lewis had two. Galissi went, went for 34 yards, 11 carries. Not the greatest numbers, but he it was always positive yardage from Galissi. He's always fighting hard. He's one tackle away, Mike. He's one tackle away of really breaking one. But all four running backs really came up to play this game. So I've given the stars to all four of them. Okay, okay. But, you know, we don't like to give sorries to Patriots players on this show. We really don't. I don't. I don't. I try. I really try. Not, but I'm going to so. tell you, like, how it is. And if I see a Patriots player that's being sorry, I'm going to tell you that you're sorry. And one guy who I talked about in the beginning of the show – Oh, Mike, don't do this. Like I said, Mike, if he was don't. able to just oh. knock in two field goals. Mike, he hit four field goals. If he hit the mother two that he missed. Mike, for sorry? The Patriots wouldn't have been in a nail biter. Oh, and this is Mike. a guy who they depend on week in and week out, year in and year out since he's been here. And y'all already know how I felt about this guy last season. And this season so far, he's looking a little chippy choppy. Well, this game, this game, this oh game, he's looking a little chippy choppy. The guy missed one field goal. You go back to last year. He missed one today. Uh, he 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 might have hit missed two. He missed two. So because of that, Steven Gaskowski, don't put us in these nail-biting positions anymore. For me, I don't know about Mar, but for me, I'm going to give you a big fat sorry. sorry. This guy over here whispering. Sorry. He whispering. Sorry. Huh? So sorry. Okay, okay. Sorry. I, I can't believe you gave Gaskowski. He hit four. It's not like he went zero for two. I want the mother. I want all six. I want all this guy, six. This guy's selfish. All right. <laughs> My sorry is going to go to. It's got to go to the Chargers offense. I tried to tell you in the beginning of the show. <laughs> I tried to tell you. It's got. It's got to go to the Chargers offense. I mean. As much as we talk about how this Patriots defense has been, don't break, has gotten better. I don't know, Mike. They got to score more than 13 points. Phillip Rivers was throwing ducks out there throughout the game. And, hey, no, I don't want to hear it because you gave Gaskowski a sorry. So don't don't try to say, like, this is supposed to be yours. This is my sorry. I bet I won't whisper it, though. <laughs> this is my sorry. I mean, Mike, I'm not a math major. If someone goes for 132 yards, you're thinking he had a great game. Yeah. Melvin Gordon went for 132 yards. One of it was 87 yards. 130 minus 87 is like 40-some. Yeah. Around 40-some, maybe 50 for 13 carries. Uh, that's like less. That's like a four-point something. It, it wasn't a good game for Melvin Gordon after that long run. And no one else got it really going. And then Travis Benjamin. Oh, yeah, you can mix them in the sorry. Well, I'm, right. I'm, I'm putting everybody in there. <laughs> Travis Benjamin, you know, he's he's a fast dude, quick quick guy. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Gets the punt return, and when you get a punt return, what are you trying to do, Mike? You should be heading that way, not backwards. You're trying to go forward, you know, you're trying to gain yardage. Yeah, exactly. You know, put your team in a good field position. What if I told you 
not only did he put his team in a bad field position, he gave up two points, and the Patriots got the ball as well. He ran backwards, Mike, got a safety. And I think that right there put – the game was close throughout, but that right there showed me everything I needed to know, <laughs> that the Patriots are going to win this game. <laughs> Travis Benjamin, Los Angeles, San Diego Chargers, <laughs> Phillip Rivers, you guys on this show get a sorry. It was an ugly game. Ugly game, but like I said, bye week coming up. You get back from the bye week. You this get needed, man. Needed much bye needed. Week. And then in two weeks, you have a Sunday night showdown with the Denver Broncos in Denver, the Mile High City. I'm not scared. Not scared at all. I'm they not. Been, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Simeon is sorry too. <laughs> Trevor Simeon. He's played a game he's, yet. He's sorry, he Mike. He's sorry. Wow. Well, <laughs> going off of that right there, any final thoughts before we step into this bye week? You know, Patriots have been letting up 300 yards to all these quarterbacks for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks. Stop Matt Ryan, now Phillip Rivers. That's that's good company. Let's keep it going. I'm telling you this, Trevor Simeon ain't throwing no 300 yards against us. I'll tell you that right now on this show. Okay, well, we'll be watching. Like I said, bye week coming up. Let's just hope these guys can get healthy, get right, and be ready to go for the second half of the season. For Marvin Azan. I'm Mike Nice. Again, this has been the Patriots postgame show powered by CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. We will see you guys after the bye.